hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fignuts podcast. This is episode number 166 overall. My God, that's a lot of episodes. But if you're breaking it down, that is season four, episode 16. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And I am back after my week off. Um, it was it was lovely until I actually tried to do DFS without doing any of my episode <laughs> prep. And I realized that's where I learned how to put together lineups. So. Yeah. I had a terrible week at DFS. Uh, you know, I did too until the Chiefs game because I went into a uh, yeah. you know the MVP uh, lineups. Oh, okay. On FanDuel, you did one of the MVP yeah. type things. Yeah, they mm-hmm. call them captain lineups on DraftKings, but they're essentially the same thing: single game contests. Yep. And you you made you rebounded there. <clears throat> I did. I did. Who was your MVP in the Chiefs game? Who'd you put in the fancy slot? In the big fancy slot for the Chiefs, um, I mix it up. I use Byron Pringle in one. Yeah, me too. That was a mistake. And uh, I used Hilaire in another. He did catch more passes this week than he had in any other game this season, but that number was exactly two. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't good. I mean, I did. I, and I sent I, full disclosure to everybody. I sent Craig my lineup, and I said, I'm going to be crazy. I'm throwing this into a free pool I got invited to. And I'm putting a couple bucks on it in a tournament because if Byron Pringle goes off and he goes off once every three or four years, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to win like a lot of money and it just didn't materialize. I made one really good call last week and it was I was looking at um, the I was just looking at yardage allowed and I looked up and I saw that Atlanta had given up more pass plays of 40 or more yards than any other team in the NFL. And it was somewhat close. They had given up four, and the next closest guy had given up two. And I'm like, the only thing Kirk Cousins can do is chuck the ball. Who is he chucking it to? And I said, Adam Thielen is not jetting down the field. Not anymore. No. It's not happening. And Stefan Diggs is gone. I'm like, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. It's going to If anyone's going to have a big game, it's going to be him. And, oh, my God, what do you have hit? 160 yards, 50 I yards. I got to look up the numbers. While we're looking up the numbers, let's let's take a step back and start, start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So, before the podcast, I had a uh Rosemary's other baby, and you oh. are you are correct, sir. It is multi-layered and flavored. It's bizarre, ain't it's it? Weird. It's just It's weird. It's, it's like, good, but it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really really like it, but yes. But um I mean, that's for the podcast, I have a beer given to me by one of my nephews, and full disclosure, my nephews are like thirty, so it you know, yeah. so it makes sense. This is not um, illegal. <laughs> he uh, he went to go see his brother in Newtown, and he went to New Salem, and he picked up Salem. Counting the Days IPA. The IPA. I haven't tried that one yet. I'm gonna open this up right now. Thank you, my um, finger. So while Craig is opening that up. Uh, Justin Jefferson Gosh. on DraftKings mm-hmm. was 42.6 points with a $6,000 buy. I'm doing the math in my head. That is just short of 7X. That's like 6.8X. He had nine catches for 166 yards, two receiving touchdowns, and a two-point conversion. So <laughs> that was the one good call I made. I'm looking at the rest of that lineup. So the bad calls I made in that lineup. Are you ready? I also had Derrick Henry in that lineup. So I had two guys go for over 40 points, and I didn't cash with this lineup. That should tell you how (laughs) bad the rest of this is. I had Jonathan Taylor, who only came up for 15 points. Mm -hmm. I had Juju Smith-Schuster, 
because Cleveland has given up decent days to the number one receiver on every team this year, but Pittsburgh beat them so badly they didn't need to throw. Demir Bird, I am tired of listening to experts about how good Demir Bird is going to be. He's not. He's not. Uh, Eric Ebron, and again, (laughs) Pittsburgh didn't need to throw. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Davis had his worst day of the year at 12 points. And then, because it was the best defense I could afford, I used the Viking defense, who gave me 0.0 points as they let um, Atlanta just throw all over the ball. On them, oh. All over the place. Yeah, it was sad. Very sad. So, anyway. Sad. Uh, what am I drinking? I I have had I've had a day at work. Not <laughs> bad, but just kind of one of those days that at 5 o'clock, my brain said, no more. And I said, well, we've got to record the podcast. And it said, good luck to you. And it handed me a can of Rosemary's <laughs> Other Baby. So, I'm drinking the Other Baby tonight. Nice. So, yeah, but all right. this, um, let's get down to supporting. It's counting really quick. Sorry, this counting of days is yeah. really good. It's a very straightforward IPA. Uh, it's it's a little bit hoppy that kind of hangs around on the on the back end with a like tinge yeah. of grapefruit. It's very good. Seven percent. I feel like I feel like with New Asylum, they've put out a lot of good stuff so far. I don't feel like they've given us their signature beverage yet. Hmm. Like when you when you think of two roads. You think of pretty much um, Igor's Dream, mm-hmm. which, by the way, folks, for those who like Igor's Dream and listen to the podcast, I know for a fact that some of it is aging right now. Yes. Uh, or brewing right now, <laughs> so preparing to age. I won't say how I know that. I just know that. Um, you think of that. You probably think, like, they thought their, their original signature was Road to Ruin, and, you know, that's still good. But, I mean, like, Two Juicy is probably one of their more popular IPAs at this point. But there's a beer you can think of. From each place. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we've had that from New Asylum yet. I've yet to hear Not anybody yet. say to me, you need to go to New Asylum for eh. I've heard everyone say, you need to go to New Asylum, but I haven't heard for what yet. Like, if I say to you, if I just toss out a brewery name to you, mm-hmm. I'm going to toss out Treehouse. <clears throat> yeah. What do you think of? What's the first word? What's the first beer that comes to your mind when I say Treehouse? Oh, my God. The Julius. Julius. Exactly. Julius. If I say to you, uh, let me think of another good one, that, one that's easy. Nebco, New England Brewing Company. Oh, um, the uh, what the hell is it called? My brain's blanking. The one with the ast- the astronaut. Oh, I Duh. thought. Oh, I thought you were gonna go uh, fuzzy baby ducks. Oh, that's right. That's a good. Uh, those are they. Yes, and there's, double there's, and double baby or double, double baby fuzzy. Ducks, which, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Lawson's finest liquids. Uh, sip of sunshine. Easy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's. You just feel like with most of the breweries that we've tried, there's something, there's one beer that you can say that's the guy you need to try, which reminds me, did you hear the news about the Alchemist? No. Alchemist Brewing? Mm-mm. They're now distributing in Connecticut. The beer you need to try is called Heady Topper. Hmm. And that comes from our buddy, um, that comes from our buddy Ryan, who works at Two Roads. He was like, he was in Vermont at a beer festival, and he was like, Alchemist stuff was exceptional. And Heady Topper was the thing for IPA people to drink. So, all right, I'm babbling about beer. We don't hey, have time. To you know, it's a beer, beer and football podcast. It's fine. It is. And before we proceed on to burning hot takes, I just want to say hi to a bunch of old high school buddies who I found out listen. Um, but just going to refer to them globally as the prep guys. I had a call with them Thursday night. We have like this mini reunion call every week, and I join in every once or two, one or two months. And when I do, it becomes totally football talk. <laughs> totally football talk. <laughs> So, but I found out a bunch of them listen. So thank you guys for listening. Thank we you. Do appreciate it. So Craig, I'm going to throw it right to you for burning hot takes. Talk to you. What do you got for me tonight? 
So tonight for you, there are a few teams in disarray right now. It's just a few? Just a few. Actually, more than a few, because a few is like three, so there's probably like five. But this one team in particular is the Jerry Jones football Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. There's been multiple rumors since this last game that was absolutely horrible if you've watched if you watched any of it that I didn't. the players <laughs> <laughs> that the players don't like Mike McCarthy and are starting to throw around blame of the coaching staff of what's going on do you think and Mike McCarthy for his part came out and said I didn't coach that game really well and his players agreed with him so so do do you think this is going to be a very short job uh, listing for Mike McCarthy if this continues? Like, does Dallas have any chance? Because I know people are going to blame Andy Dalton because he's not Dak Prescott and he's not going to throw yes. for 450 yards. But yep. Dalton, and I know Cinch is going to hate this, Dalton is not a bad quarterback. But it's not Dalton's fault that receivers drop passes or Zeke fumble twice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But in your opinion, does Dallas have a chance at all not this year they needed Dak and they needed Dak to be the best Dak he could be and with him out for the year no I think they're done the other part of it is all right well we'll let Zeke carry us Zeke can't carry the football he openly admitted he doesn't know what he doesn't think there's what I think the quote was there's not one thing to solve fumbling you had to hold the ball just hold the ball Well, yeah but (laughs) how you do that is 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 apparently a challenge um so I, I I think I think McCarthy buys himself one more year, but I think at the end of the day, at some point, someone's got to realize that Mike McCarthy is a poor man's Barry Switzer, <laughs> and he's just he's just a space holder. He's not any sort of genius. The Green Bay fans, I've seen so many memes on the internet with Green Bay fan, fans celebrating and pointing and laughing at the Cowboys losing that it's just like this, and I hate to say this, this fully justifies Aaron Rodgers' criticism of Mike McCarthy because he, he is he is failing every way that Aaron Rodgers told us he would. Now, I'm going to say something controversial right now. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame, but he yes. is not a top 10, maybe not even top 20 all-time quarterback. The dude knows only how to do two things. Check down to the running back and throw to the primary receiver. That's it. That's it. And the, and the primary receiver changes every week. It's almost always Devontae Adams, but he can't progress. He's had weapons. Marquez Val- Valdez Scandling isn't bad. The Alan law Lazard. office. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the law office. <laughs> Alan Lazard isn't bad. Well, you know, I mean, Lazard's hurt now, but, but beside the point, I'm tired of hearing how great Aaron Rodgers is. He literally sees two guys on the field every play two and he's just he's so laser focused he's a more accurate matt sanchez hmm and he's got a super bowl ring so he gets away with it so Mm -hmm. his criticism of mccarthy but yeah mccarthy's bad i give him i give him through 2021 if this team is mostly healthy next year and they're gonna bring Dak back you think they bring him back yes after him him wanting you know was it 250 Whatever he wanted, he wanted more than 150 million, something insane. But now he's coming back from injury, 
and now he needs a year to establish himself. So they will walk up to his house and go, we'll give you three years, half of what you were asking, and he's got to take it because no one else is going to take that chance. What if he doesn't take it? Name one quarterback not named Drew Brees who's come back from a significant injury like that in a contract year and and been amazing. Remember the Chargers uh, traded did... Brees to New Orleans because they weren't sure and they took yeah. Philip Rivers. When did uh, Aaron Rodgers get hurt? I don't remember if that was a contract year when he broke his. I don't uh... think it was, but it was two years ago. But he was yeah. already cemented as the, like the all-time starter. True. Green Bay doesn't change quarterbacks unless they have to. So I'm just I'm just sitting there saying to myself, you know, I mean, even Cam Newton. Well, Cam's job is safe, really, because he lasted a year after he got injured, and then you, then you guys let him go to New England. A year after he was injured, you were like, eh, I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. So Dak will cause, but yeah, so yes, Dak will be back. Dak will have to take a lesser deal, in my opinion. But the the Cowboys are a tire fire. Ladies and gentlemen, you have reached the point <laughs> where Britt has more faith in the Cleveland Browns <laughs> than he does in the Dallas Cowboys. You have reached that point, and half our audience just turned <laughs> off their radio. And guys, I'm sorry. I'll always tell you the truth, what I what I feel. I'll always be honest with you. The truth is, if you're if you're measuring tire fires, Cleveland <laughs> has shrunk just a notch, and the Cowboys is yeah, growing. He's he's not saying Cleveland isn't a tire fire. I'm just saying it's you can't a smaller see it one because the Cowboy <laughs> one is burning brighter. <laughs> oh man! All right, so now my question for you. Yeah. This is gonna hit. This is gonna hit close to home. Sure. The Miami Dolphins are making a change at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to the program, there is no one on the face of the earth, including his own wife, who is a bigger fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick than Craig is. Smart man. If Smart I don't man. even have to look and see what the Dolphins are doing, if I pick up my phone and I have a text from Craig and it is any sort of meme with the word magic involved, I know they've scored a touchdown and he's probably thrown it. Uh. So the Miami decision to start Tua Tagliavoa, mm-hmm. I'm still not pronouncing that right. All right. So anyway, Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> came out and broke his silence. Mm-hmm. Quote, the, oh, I'm sorry, the move, quote, broke my heart, end quote. Beginning of another quote, I was shocked by it. It definitely caught me off, caught me off guard. It was a hard thing for me to hear yesterday, just kind of digesting the news. My heart just hurt all day. It was heartbreaking for me. Craig, are you shocked? Should we be shocked? Was this the right move? I think it is shocking because the Dolphins aren't doing horrible. Mm. Like, if they keep on the pace they're playing, they can actually wind up with a playoff spot. That division is that bad. It is. Yes, folks. And yes, Central will even say it. The Patriots are not having a stupendous year, so... I think here's I'm gonna make a bold prediction right now. Yep. Patriots bounce back, bounce back next year, big. Yeah, they need one year to get used to this this new, get a couple pieces, see where they need to improve, and they can build around Cam and, and make another they run. They need a receiver. That's yeah. their thing. <laughs> they need they need somebody who doesn't who doesn't hand the ball to a Chiefs defender like Julian Edelman did. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think I think they finally understand they need to get a reliable running back, but. Mm-hmm. You can go out and buy one of those. You don't need to draft you could. the next so you could. Shell. You don't go buy one. Le'Veon Bell was out there. I'm partly the surprised Chiefs... he did not go there, but 
Do you, do you think the Chiefs like called him and were like, "Listen, we really need you to come here"? No, <laughs> no. Le'Veon Bell politicked his way into that, and I guarantee you that conversation was more like, "Well, if you got nothing better to do, I, I guess I could make a spot yes. on the roster for you." <clears throat> you know what, though? Right, so anyway. Really quick, I think if Brady was still on the Patriots, Bell would have gone there. I think Brady would. I, 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 I don't know that I would agree that he would have gone there. I agree that Brady would have pulled for him to come there. Yes. Yeah. I agree that that Brady would have made a, a push for it. So. <clears throat> All right, so, anyway, I, so you're. I think it's surprising because the Dolphins aren't doing bad, and yes, yeah. Tua clearly Tua is the future of the Dolphins, but I don't know why. Why change and why risk your future on like a really screwed up 2020 COVID season? You know, I know he needs to get time to play and get used to playing and start in the NFL, which they did. They put him in at the end of the game last week, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I think for the Dolphins, it just seems to me that he's he's the building block of their future, and I just think it's I don't think it's the right move to risk it this year. Let's talk about all the guys who have been the future for the <laughs> Miami Dolphins since Dan Marino played his last game in 1999. <laughs> Jay Fiedler, oh, AJ Feely, oh. Sage Rosenfeld, Gus Ferrat. Yeah, that's right, folks. Remember Don't forget, Gus, Gus Frott, Frott was a Dolphins for 15 Gus Frott games in headbutted the wall and hurt his neck. Yep. Dante Culpepper until he got hurt. Trent Green until he got hurt. Then Chad Pennington until he got hurt. And then it was Chad Henney. Never forget, in 2010, Chad Henney started 14 games for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> then came the savior, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill quickly gave way to Jay Cutler and then back to Ryan Tannehill and now to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, and I forgot to mention that Brock Osweiler, Matt Moore, and Josh Rosen were all snuck in there for a few spots, few starts <laughs> along the way. When was when there, was Chad Pennington there? Was he there? Uh, Pennington was the starter. Of the, he started all 16 games in 2008. Okay. All right. I have it up on my screen now. Uh, Wikipedia is a <laughs> massive freaking thing. So... I'm tired of hearing about the Dolphins' future. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, did he start his first year in the NFL? No. That's not. right. He backed up Alex Smith. Aaron Rodgers, the guy I just said was exceptionally average but still going to the Hall of Fame, did he start his first year in the NFL? No. Mm-mm. Brett Favre. Okay. <clears throat> name, me, name me a quarterback <clears throat> who started out the gate and went on to bigger and better things because <sighs> the team threw him on the field. And you got to go all the way back to Peyton. Maybe, yeah. Weren't they Pey- one in fifteen that first year? Peyton Manning, his rookie, like his first game, first games, they were not good. He threw a lot of interceptions. <laughs> I think that first year they went one and fifteen. Yep. I'm looking and now. And the the Texans destroyed um, David Carr. That was yeah. another. That was a mistake because David Carr, he was really talented and the Texans had no one at any position. He just got murdered. Correction. He went three and 13 in his rookie year. Oh. He won three games. My apologies to Peyton Manning for getting your record wrong. But my point is there isn't really a lot. If he's the future and this coach is the guy you want to be with, then letting him sit for a full year isn't terrible. Patrick Mahomes started one game 
while Alex Smith was there. And do you know why he started that one game? Why? Because they had already secured the bye. That was the year the Chiefs went 14-2. and two, And going into week 17, it didn't matter what they did. True. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think this is a bad move. Let Tua sit. Let Tua learn. What this says to me is the coaching regime think they're under the, under the microscope already. And if that's the case, then the Dolphins' ownership has forgotten that it's not 1977 anymore, and they are not <laughs> the premier offense in the NFL, in the AFC East, rather. No. So, all right, you got nope. another one for me? Make it quick, because we're already over time. <sighs> I do, I do. Really quick, um, another team that is also a tire fire that we mentioned before, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So, they had a horrible game this past week. Yep. Baker played off awfully. Yep. Um, Odell thinks that he's impervious to COVID. And um, was did you see him jawing at the fan? Yes. Like they when, let five fans into the stadium, and he still picked a fight with one of them. Yes. Do you think next year the Browns look like the Browns of this year? Nope. Like, is Baker coming back? Is Odell yes. coming back? Nope. Think the, nope. the it's just gonna the tire fire is just gonna burn to the ground. <laughs> I think. I think that the Browns ownership and the coaching staff are looking at what they have this year and they're saying, we're close. We are close. We just need to make the changes to put us over the top. Who do we need to keep? And they're going to look at Baker Mayfield and say, we need to keep him. Austin Hooper, we need to keep him. David Njoku, Odell Beckham, you guys can go. Bye. It is. It, I mean, this is this was my whole problem with a really quick side. The Le'Veon Bell signing and going to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You have not done anything in like four years. You don't get to choose where you go. If I were Andy Reid and Le'Veon Bell called me and said, I want to be on your team, my response to him honestly would have been, I've got room on the practice squad. <laughs> because this guy, at some point, you fall into the same category as Terrell Owens. Oh, boy. And I think <clears throat> Odell Beckham Jr. is there, a guy with great talent who can't be relied on to do anything but what's in his own self-interest. And I think Le'Veon Bell is there. If anyone thinks Le'Veon Bell is going to replace Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, then you're insane. He's coming in to be LaShawn McCoy of 2019 in 2020. <laughs> He's going to get five carries a game for 25 yards – He's hoping to cash in a Super Bowl ring and leave. If, if if Bell's signing for anything other than that, he's insane. And let me tell you something. Eric Bieniemy don't care what you think about your playtime. He don't. Also because he's going to have a new job next year, so he doesn't care. Beyond <laughs> that, Eric Bieniemy is the time of coach who does not care what you think. No. He didn't, care what, you, he didn't care what you thought when he played. That's right. <laughs> this is... This is it. I mean, there's a reason they never mic him. No. There's a net reason they never mic him. And lip-reading experts in, in the in the ear of the face mask, it's impossible. But I, I, I've seen it one lip, well, at least one lip-reader say he's saying things like, just shut up and play. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> We're talking about he's... the guy. He ran across the field one game to start a fight with Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But, yeah. He is tough as nails. And he does not care what you think unless what you think makes him better. Mm-hmm. So walking up to him and saying, have you noticed they're only running zone on third and eight or more? 
they're really so we can get underneath them. Okay, that's helpful. Have Have you realized I haven't been down on a, been in on a third down play yet? Yeah, I don't oh, care. That's that's <laughs> yeah. You know what? I did notice that. I don't care. And there's some space over there on the bench for you to go sit. I'll talk to you later. That's him. So if Le'Veon nope. turned the Chiefs into his go. team, I don't think he may. I don't think he may last a year. But yeah. I mean, I, did he only get a one-year contract? I have no idea what the details of the deal were. <laughs> I think it was it wasn't it wasn't substantial. But anyway, let's move on. Let's get okay. on to America's favorite game. All right. So last week, while I was off, Cinch embarrassed Craig he did. He by won. winning America's <laughs> favorite game with a strike left. I think he had to name five. Mm-hmm. There's five. That's. That's not that's not bad. This week you have seven. Oh Jesus! There are God. seven games with at least God. an over under of fifty plus. Oh boy! I have only those seven games in front of me. Okay. So I will not be able to tell you how off you are. I'll just only be able to tell you you're wrong. Okay. All right. Okay. Three strikes, Craig. Tell me the seven games okay. that the NFL thinks are going to have be high scoring and thus worthy of our fantasy attention. All right, let's go. Let's start with Panthers Saints. That's correct. That's an over under of fifty one. All right. Um, I I agree with that. That's going to be a high scoring nightmare. I think I think take the over on that fifty one and sleep like a baby. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Let's go Packers Texans. That is the highest of the week at fifty seven. <clears throat> wow. If you're putting together a DFS lineup. Please include a Packer or a Texan. Or both, one of each. Or all of the above. And if you're going to play one of those captains lineups or MVP lineups in the Packers-Texans game, <laughs> be prepared for the pay line to be like 200 points. <laughs> all right, let's see. Two for two. Okay, let's going. Chiefs-Broncos. Strike one. Oh, wow. The Chiefs are not in an over 50 game? That's correct. Uh, the Broncos usually play us really tough. I think that game might be in Denver. It is in Denver. There's part of it. The Chiefs never play well in Denver. It's the air, man. It's a, it's Denver, a 12th the number, man. That, I, actually, I actually do have that one on my screen. It's 46. Wow. All right. 46. All okay. right, so strike one. What else you got for Okay, me? let's go Lions-Falcons. That is correct. 55 and a half because... Both those teams have quarterbacks that are just going to throw the ball downfield and hope somebody in the same color jersey catches it. <laughs> All right, let's go. Wow, this is oh, there's one glaring at me. I can't believe you haven't said yet. Bucks Raiders. That is also correct. That's a 52. But that was not the one I was All thinking right. of. Okay. But yeah, it feels <clears throat> like the Bucks are starting to gel, and it feels like um, the Raiders have you know. Again, you know, it might be a sneaky play this week. I don't know if he's healthy. I, I before I, I probably should make sure he's healthy before I say this. But Henry Ruggs, if the Bucks can't cover downfield, Henry Ruggs might get his. Henry Ruggs is an all or nothing. His floor is zero. His ceiling is twenty. <laughs> Good luck. Three right. left. Three left. Oh boy, because the defenses are so bad. Yeah. Let's go with Cowboys Washington. Strike two. Mm. Cowboys, Washington. I'll pull it up really quick and get by you a moment to think. Sure. Nobody wants to bet on Dallas anymore. <laughs> uh, that's a 46. It's a 46. Sorry. Oh. All right. Two strikes. Know. Three answers on the board. <sighs> With four and more and, left. Oh and Britt's pick is still sitting <clears throat> there. 
Ah, man. All right, let's go Browns Bengals. That's correct. That's a 50 and a half. You sneak in there. Sneak in there. Nice. All right. Yeah, all right. it's this is just I feel like this is going to be a 30-31 final. Probably. More than likely. <laughs> I, and I don't know which way it goes. I wouldn't bet the I wouldn't bet the uh the plus minus on this, but the over under is probably safe. Two on the board, one strike. The glaring one is staring you in the face. Ah, if you don't man. get this one before you strike out, I'll be shocked. Let's see. What didn't I pick? <clears throat> Seahawks Cardinals. That's the glaring one. That's a 56. Neither of these teams can play defense anymore. The no, Seahawks, they kind of gave up. <laughs> they kind of gave up, but they both have quarterbacks and wideouts that can catch anything you throw at them. Russell Wilson, both of them could scramble. Russell Wilson has Metcalf and Lockett. Kyler Murray has DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. If this game is under 56, I will be absolutely shocked. Shocked. So that was the one I was looking at. There is one game out there. Wow. Can Craig win America's favorite game? One game left, huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna incentive I'm gonna incentivize it for you. Okay. I'm gonna give you a beer if you get this right. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you a beer the next time we're out because we were out this Sunday. Yes, it was nice. Man, was that, we sat outside at two roads. Man, was that nice. <laughs> Craig, Craig, am I right or wrong? Rosemary's baby off the tap is just. Oh, it's always it's, like, it's always better. It's like a beer that rates four out of five and makes it a five out of five. Like it's just one of those beers that it's so it's good out of the can, but it's so much better off the tap. It really is better off the tap. So the guy walks over to us and it's me, Craig and my wife. And he's like, what do you want? And Craig goes, Rosemary's other baby. I just went two. <laughs> he comes back half an hour later. What do you want? Craig goes, Rosemary's original baby. Me too. <laughs> I just, 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 just do it. Just do it. Roll the keg out here. It's fine. Yeah. Either, of either one. Just just come in. Yeah. I don't care. Just if, <laughs> as long as I see Rosemary's on it, I'm fine. All right. Sorry. So, so okay. Rosemary's other baby <clears throat> on the line right now. Give me the last one. All right. Do, do, do. Yeah. They're not that good. They're not that good either. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> I'm ready. Steelers okay. Titans. I owe you a beer. <laughs> Steelers Titans is a 50 and a half. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. It's divisional, isn't it? No, no. Titans, no. no, Titans nope. in the South. Yeah. Um, But it's AFC. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, that's a good one. So if you trust the lines, Browns Bengals and Steelers Titans are both a 50 and a half. Panthers Saints is a 51. Bucks Raiders is a 52. And then we get to the big three. Lions-Falcons is a 55-and-a-half. Seahawks-Cardinals is a 56. And the biggest line of the week is Packers-Texans at 57. You must include a Packer or a Texan in your lineup this week on DFS, I think. If, and the key is pick the right one. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And wow, that, maybe this is, this is a yeah. good week for uh, Galladay playing the this Falcons. This might be a Galladay week. Maybe. Yeah. Well, let's we'll find see. out. Does the metric believe that? Let's move on to the metric. All right. All right. So I sat down after a week off. I ran the metric last week, and it was incredibly disappointing. I don't even want to go over the week six metric. It just was like, <laughs> it was things like, use McCole Hardman. Why? Because <laughs> he's 
cheap, I, I guess. But he, he was like 4,000. I think he caught one pass for like eight yards. I mean, it wasn't even a good week. So so I sat down with the metric this week, and I said, all right, listen, we got to kind of return to the old formula. I want consistency <clears throat> over flash. Mm-hmm. And the metric goes, I got gotcha. you. And it spit back Joe Burrow. And it was it, it's estimating 18 to 19 points for Joe Burrow at 5,500. That's that the key. It's cheap. <clears throat> Burrow's only 5,500. So if I'm going value at quarterback, I am absolutely looking at Joe Burrow. If I want to go more expensive, I'm looking at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is 7,100. But my God, his ceiling is in the 40s. And I think his floor is like 15. If he gets to 23 points, he's bonus. So I'm going to use Kyler Murray when I can afford to do so and Joe Burrow when I can't. This might be one of those weeks where I don't drop a quarterback in first. I go to other yeah. positions first and then come back to QB. Craig, who do you like this week? Uh, so I do agree with Burrow because of his price. It's 5500 That's That's really, really hard to ignore. It is. Uh, I do like Murray, but he is a tad expensive at 7100 <clears throat> I think he's a second or third on the board, yeah. But a third quarterback is another rookie named Herbert. He's playing Jacksonville, and he's 64, so he's right in the middle. I've got him slated for 19 points, which puts him under the value line. Yeah. But, yes, I can see that. And Jacksonville, eh. <laughs> I have not actually watched a Jaguars game yet this year. They've you, not been on my telly up here in New England. You're, uh, you're, you're better for it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. So fair enough. All right. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at the other value options. Well, Derek Carr's 54. Daniel Jones is 53. Jimmy Garoppolo's 53. I think if you're going value, Joe Burrow's the way to go this week. I just, I just, I don't see the other value there. Well, Gardner Minshew. All right, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, right. That's great. Gardner Minshew is actually more expensive than Joe Burrow, and I think I have more faith in Joe Burrow. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get sacked fifteen times, he can he can do it. Yeah, that's that's the problem. That's the question. <laughs> that's the problem. All right. Meanwhile, over in running back, the metric loves Aaron Jones this week. Loves him. Here's the problem: he's seventy-two hundred. That's a lot of money. Houston can't stop the run. We just talked about if you're going to play Green Bay in Houston. Was that the game we said we have to play somebody? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Packers-Texans. If you're going to play, it, it, he's a, a reasonable one to go there. But at 7200 it's too expensive to me to cre- create a full balanced lineup. So I'm actually going to skip him in my brain. And I'm going to use a combo of Mike Davis and David Johnson liberally with a <laughs> sprinkling of Alvin Kamara. So I might have some Kamara Davis. I might have some Kamara Johnson, but I've got Alvin Kamara at like 24 points and he's under 8,000. So yes, he's the number one or number two running back on the board. I can't tell. looks like number one at 7,900, but his production has been so consistent. So I'll use Kamara and probably like a David Johnson combo still staying in that green Bay Houston game. I'll use that to save some money and go that route. If I'm looking to pay up, though, if I'm absolutely looking to pay up, Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara are the two. What do you think? So if you can afford it, definitely use Aaron Jones. You know, Mike Davis Alvin is... Kamara? What's that? 
over Kamara? Let's say you have seventy nine hundred left. You would use Kamara. You would use Jones over Kamara. Uh, no. Okay. So if I had seventy nine hundred, I would use Kamara. But if you don't and only have seventy two hundred, I would use Aaron Jones. Makes sense. Makes uh, sense. You know, Mike Davis has still been pretty consistent. He had his worst week of the year, and it was twelve and a half points. Yeah. That was his worst week. Well, that's not true. Week one, he posted a zero. But since he stepped on the field, because Christian McCaffrey was alive in week one, since he stepped on the field, 12 and a half points is his worst output. That's not horrible. And they brought him down $400 because of it. He was $7,000 last week. He's 6600 this week on DraftKings. So I, if I wasn't so in love with that Green Bay-Houston matchup, mm-hmm. I'd probably use Davis and Kamara. So if you want it, Mike, two picks for like the cheap – like, oh my god, I fill out the rest of my lineup and I need another running back. You know, Swift is playing Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is not good. The he's, problem is with he's Swift. He's 5,400. You're right. And my problem is I feel like I need to see one more game of DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. I've seen like 15, well, not 15. I've seen like five or six games of eh. And, and now I've seen one really good game. Do I trust it? I mean, like <clears throat> the same logic Joe Mixon, 6,300. Do I trust Joe Mixon? Versus no. Cleveland? I don't know. Divisional games, you know, weird. And but it's a high over under? It, yeah. But another one, because Raheem Mozart is hurt again, Jerick McKinnon. Jerick McKinnon He's again. He's 5,800. Why not? Here we freaking go. He's again. starting Jerk. again. So, you know. <laughs> so there's, there's, I, I feel like when I'm filling out my lineups this week, running back is going to be the last thing I fill out. Yeah, I'm gonna fill out other where I'm gonna fill out everybody but quarterback and running back. I'm gonna go pick my quarterback and then I'm gonna do running back just because if I can afford Jones and or Kamara, and if you can find a lineup where you can afford both Jones and Kamara, then do it. Hey, yo, yeah, definitely. You know what? If you want to do that, put them in first and see what you can get. Good luck. Good luck. You're gonna be using. You're gonna be using Byron <laughs> Pringle. You're gonna be using Byron Pringle, which brings me to the wide receivers. Now, here is where there is some value this week. The metric likes Demarcus Robinson. Eh, he had a few catches this week. He seems to be, he definitely emerged as the second option with Sammy Watkins hurt and McCole Hardman not catching anything. Definitely Demarcus option, um, Demarcus, Demarcus option. Demarcus <laughs> Robinson, man, that beer goes straight to you, emerged as the second threat. But Casey is so many weapons. I don't know how consistent it's going to be. So I'm looking, all right, well, if I don't want to use Demarcus Robinson, the metric says, well, what about Darnell Mooney? He seems to be getting more of a share of the catches. He's getting more time on the field. Well, there's a problem with that. Darnell Mooney's playing on Monday night, and he's not going to be in the main slate. So I say to the metric, give me one more name. And it went the only place it should never go. Uh Uh-oh. And it said Mike Williams. And I went, (laughs) no. We took a blood vow last year <laughs> that we would never put Mike Williams into another bloody lineup ever again. <laughs> so this week, I'm playing Demarcus Robinson, <laughs> and I'm going to have some shares of Mike Williams. But for those lineups where I decide I'm going to spend up on Kyler Murray, I am going to use DeAndre Hopkins here. And that means I'm going to have to go to my running backs and I'm going to have to go with like a Mike Davis, David Johnson combo. 
Now, don't forget, DraftKings, by law, forbids me from giving you a lineup. But what I will say <laughs> is if my lineup starts Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Mike Davis, and DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not going to be upset. Craig, what do you see at wide receiver this week? So, wide receiver this week, if I'm thinking about paying up at running back and going <clears throat> complete chalk. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at Terry McLaurin, who's playing Dallas, whose defense is awful, and he's 5,800. And, you know, there's... <clears throat> damn it. Excuse me. There's Tyler... There's Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. They're both playing Cleveland. They're both under 5,500. So that's so another are, are option. We done, are we done with Chenault? Are we done with the Jacksonville passing game? Because he's only 4,500. Uh, for me, yes. I'm certainly that way, too. I don't know what Jacksonville's doing. I mean, yeah, he is cheap, so if you need, you know, if you fill up your lineup and you're like, oh, I only have $4,300 left, then yes. There's a lot of guys in that five to that 5,500 ish range this week. DJ Moore's 56, Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd at 54, T. Higgins at 53, DJ Shark at 55. There's a lot of guys. Galladay is middle. 67. He's playing Atlanta. Atlanta is yeah. not good. Yeah. Sorry. Right, so, so what I'm hearing is this week is a balancing act across all the positions so far. We're look if we're gonna go up at running back, we gotta go down at wide receiver. If we want to combo wide receiver and quarterback, we gotta be cautious at running back. This one's gonna be a balancing act week. So our tight end. Uh the metric doesn't <laughs> love anybody. The metric says your best bet is Hunter Henry, and your second best bet is Travis Kelsey. That's a big so, salary. That's right. Hop. <laughs> Henry's at forty five hundred, Kelsey's at sixty three hundred. So again, If I'm spending down up front, I can afford Travis Kelsey. But do I want to spend down up front to get Kelsey? Not really. He's been the best. He's been the best tight end at football this year, hands down. But I'm still not sold on it. So I'm fine with going Hunter Henry and spending that extra $1,800 because $1,800 is right now um, looking the difference between David Johnson and Aaron Jones. Are wow. you willing to take Aaron Jones and Hunter Henry or David Johnson with Travis Kelsey? Huh. I'll go Jones. I'll go Jones Henry all day yeah, long. Yeah, definitely. I'll spend down at, at tight end so I can spend up at running you know back. What's, Anybody you know tight what's end crazy? Yeah. Is Hunter Henry is $4,500. He is cheaper than TJ Hawkinson, who's 5000 playing in Atlanta. He's or, cheaper uh, than Robert Tanyan. Who's forty six and he's playing Houston? I'm like, making that game. Eric is Ebron be big. is the next cheapest one, and Austin Hooper are both four thousand. But you wouldn't use either one of them. He's but cheaper st- than Noah Fant. He's cheaper than Jonu Smith, who's been a huge disappointment in my opinion this year. I just I can't he's, see Jonu. He's had like random good weeks, and now he hurt his ankle. So yep. yeah. So which so who do you like at tight end? You're just gonna go value. I think I would go value. I think Hunter is. Uh, is definitely my first pick, and then if I, you know, have an extra hundred, I'd probably go with Tanyan. If I had an extra five hundred, I'd go with Hawkinson. But I don't think, as much as, you know, as how much Kelsey is talented, I don't think right. I would pay up sixty three hundred for him if I'm going right. to lose out at running back. Defense at this point, you've got to realize 
you can't spend more than twenty five hundred dollars on defense. This no, week. that's your, that's your max. You're gonna have to go cheap. So I'm looking at Washington at twenty five hundred, and if I am really desperate, the Jets at two thousand is doable. Is doable. Now, Craig, I've yep. got a beer, mm-hmm. and it's you know me. It's running right <laughs> through me. So I'm gonna give you a solid thirty seconds to talk about defenses. Go. Okay, so like Britt said, defenses, I mean, unless it's a really huge, you know, lopsided matchup, you're really not going to pay a lot for a defense or you don't want to. So, yeah, you know, the Washington is 2500 That's probably the max you would want to go. Honestly, if you could, if it means you taking a cheap defense like the Jets, who are 2000 but that means... You can go chalk at running back like with Aaron Jones, then you have to do it. I think. Um, you know, you could take, you know, like for example, New England's playing San Francisco, but they're they're thirty nine hundred. If you do that, you're gonna lose out on multiple positions more than likely. Um. So yeah, Washington is twenty five hundred. Uh, I wouldn't take Dallas. They're three thousand, but you really don't want Dallas's defense. They're Dallas's defense. What the hell happened while I was gone? No, I was just comparing prices. I'm like, you know, Washington's twenty five hundred, and then you know, if you look, Dallas is old. Dallas is three thousand, but you really don't want Dallas's defense. I mean, the only the only benefit to using the Dallas defense is they're playing against Washington, and Washington can't get out of its own way. But it's just too expensive. It's just yeah. too expensive. Can't do it. No. Well, Craig, thank you for filling that time. We all know that I'm not a man with a strong bladder. So <laughs> let's move on to final thoughts. <laughs> Craig, lead us off. What do you got for us? Final this thoughts? Final I'm going to say hi, Deb. Deb has yeah. caught up with podcasts, so that's good. You know, she's not commuting to work an hour every day one way. So she was a little behind, but she caught up. So I just wanted to say hi. And, um, you know, I just want to say I appreciate everyone listening, and thank you. Thank you so much for everybody who's listening. It's it's so nice to hear back from folks. Don't hesitate to contact us. Every week I read off, oh, well, you can reach us at, please, email us. We're FignutsDFS, DFS, at gmail.com. That's not DFS twice. It's FignutsDFS. <laughs> I just say it slowly because I start to, to mumble. Uh, so FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at FignutsDFS. Um, yeah, re- we're on Facebook. That's the Football Fignuts Podcast. Reach out to us however you would like to reach out to us. Uh, my final thought this week is I am – tomorrow night is the last – or when you're listening to this, it'll be Thursday. It's the last presidential debate. I ain't watching it. I'm done. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I think most people know what they're doing. My final thought is please make sure you vote. This is probably the most important election to get out and vote that we've seen in a long time. There are people out there who think that your vote does not matter. And there are people who want you to think your vote does not matter. There is more voter suppression going on this year in 2020 than I've ever seen in my lifetime. So you know what? Basically flip off the old people who think that they can run your life and show up to vote. So... I already gave you all the ways to reach out to us. Um, next week, we'll both be back. And then the week after that is, oh, God, the solo <laughs> episode. It's going to be me. And the word on the street is we're going to have Sean in the studio. Oh, dear Lord. 
I, for those who don't know us, Brit and Sean left to our own devices is a bad, bad thing. We got right, it. The, the tale of us being dropped off at we Ubered to a beer festival last year, and the stories that came out of it was epic. We drank for four hours at a beer festival, and then he looked at me and went, "Let's go to that brewery across the street." And I went, "Yeah." So it's it's bad when it's just the two of us left to our own devices, but we'll see what happens. So tune in for that one in November. In the meantime, everybody have a great week. Enjoy football. We're almost halfway through the season. We are going to do a mid-season recap next week. Uh, until we talk to you guys next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>